Chris, I hated rich men. They are all arrogant and think you are supposed to bow down to them. Until I was accosted by Travis. Travis Spencer III. Handsome, extremely wealthy, and very smart. He dates women that are extremely beautiful and equally as rich, and I am way out of his league. Our one night together was a complete mistake. Travis. I promised my family that I would leave the younger ladies alone. But then I ran into Chris. Chris was everything I never knew I needed. How dare she think that we are not compatible? After our one night together, I wanted more, and I was going to get it by any means necessary. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to my channel. And we are here for Falling for a Black Billionaire, book one by Bianca Xavier. I actually forgot about this book, but I remember reading it and really enjoying it. There's also a part two. I might either stick it in at the end of this or I might make it another um, episode. But this book is a short read, but it's a good read. So we have Chris who recently what graduated from college. She's in a lot of debt. She's working at this bar where, you know, they have to dress real sexy. They're felt up by the customers. Um you know, she's really just trying to get her life together. And recently she broke up with her boyfriend. And it's so good. It's like on her birthday. She's looking to spend time with her boyfriend. This man calls her and tells her that he's been in an accident. So, you know, he can't hang out with her, obviously. So she gets up in the middle of the night to go to his house to check on him. But she sees him sleeping with another woman. Like, they're, like, literally sleeping. So it's like, he doesn't even know she came and saw him. And she basically just goes home and cuts him out of her life. Like, she doesn't respond to him anymore. She won't talk to him. It's like, bitch, really? On my, on my birthday? How you gonna bring a gift to my birthday party for my birthday? Like... <clears throat> Excuse me. So anyway, so she's, you know, looking at all men like they're scum of the earth. And especially rich men, because at the club that she works at, it's like exclusive. So, you know, the rich scumbags come there and like fill her up and offer to pay for her to sleep with them. And, you know, of course, she's turned on every one of them until she meets Travis. So Travis Spencer third, he comes from a wealthy family who are billionaires and there's an attraction there, but Chris not going there. She's like, ain't no way in hell. No. And they have a few encounters that are not good, actually, before he even shows up at the club that she's working at. So one day she's walking in the middle of the street to meet her dad, who <clears throat> is a janitor. But anyway, it's like she's walking in the street and she almost gets hit by a car. And the person's like, you know, watch where you going. And it's, it's him, but his driver's in the front. And they exchange words. And she steps on the hood of the car and, like, walks across the hood of the car to get back into her walking routine. So, 
Anyway, come to find out, you know, he finds out that her dad is the janitor of his building. And one night at the club, I know I'm all over the place, but uh, so one night at the club, you know, it gets hot and heavy between them. And he's like, you know, tell me I can have you. So she she says it because at first she's like nodding her head. He's like, no, I want this to be clear. You know, that this is what you want. I don't want you to feel pressured, which, and I get people will say like, that's, girl, that's the bare minimum, but it's still attractive. It's still fun. Like, I want this to be clear that this is something that we both want because I think what a lot of people fail to realize because you automatically hear billionaire, hear richer. You just assume that they that these people are takers. And it's like, I don't want to be in a situation where I think this is something we both wanted and we both had a good time. Then you come back to me later and said, I really didn't want to do that. I felt like I had to. It's like, like I realized I start stuttering because I'm like, just thinking of how that would make me feel like, you felt like you had to force yourself to sleep with me because of money? Like, because I have money? Like, that shit would hurt me to the core. But anyway, so yeah. So they agree. So he's like, you know, I'm going out to my car. Um, and I'll wait for you to finish your, you know, like, hurry up, let's go. So he's sitting outside for a while thinking, like, maybe he kind of got played and that she, uh, she wasn't coming back, but she actually does, but she comes out crying. So he's like, what the heck? What's going on? And she's like, you know, my boss was basically like, what is it? Antagonizing her or talking down to her. Like, I knew you had a price. I just didn't basically saying he didn't have enough money to get her to sleep with him but she obviously has a price so it's like you little bitch um but he's like so they're back to the same conversation they basically just had like so am i paying you to sleep with me no you know like why you letting him get in your head like that and so she's like you know you're right i'm sorry whoop de whoop whatever and so they go have sex it was good for both of them they both enjoyed it and then like the morning after he waking up thinking she gonna be in the bed and miss mama's done slid out she like oh um i had fun you know shout out to everybody i had fun and he like damn did she really just like slide on me like that and like he's at lunch with his family and she's at the same spot with her friends. Um, what's her name? Russ and Lauren, I believe. Yes. So um, he walks over to the table because if you couldn't tell by the name, Russ is a guy. And Russ is like feeling on her butt and her little outfit she got on. Like they playing around because the three of them are literally just friends. Um, so he walks over like, so you leave me, but you out here letting him feel on your ass in public. And she's like embarrassed because this nigga's low-key causing a scene. It's like, can you not though? And so he's like, you know, get up and come talk to me. Otherwise, like, I'm going to put you over my shoulder and take you up out of here. 
why she called that man bluff, I don't know, but it's just like, so she's like, I'm not going nowhere. And he politely scoops her right on up and um, takes her outside and they have this conversation. And she goes into this soliloquy of how, you know, you're a billionaire. It was fun, but we're not compatible. It was just a one-time thing. And she's like, you know, what do I have to offer you? Like, and then here come his hating ass mama, like nothing. You have absolutely nothing to offer my son. And it's like, oh, bitch, put your hands up. I'm so motherfucking tired of you. And so, but she looks at his mama and looks at him and says, exactly, and walks away. And of course he pissed at his mama, but because it's his mama, he can't argue with her, <clears throat> which lies I would have. Because it's like, I cannot stand that trope of all the rich mothers just being rude to people because they have less money than them. I'm like, okay, damn, does rich automatically mean you lose all your home training and you ain't got no class? Because that'd be the thing to get me, for real. It's like rich people try to act like they are so above it all and so much better than people. But you show how... What's the word I'm looking for? It's just like how you don't have no home training. I don't know. The word is escaping me. It's like right in front of my head. But it's like you're so rude to people. Like you have cooth. You have no cooth about yourself. You just automatically like, oh, you're poor. Oh, you're stupid. It's just like you just go into this whole anyway because the mama ain't even important. But she just. The few times she popped up, motherfucker got on my nerves. So, after that, it's like, shit, ain't nothing between us then. But Chris, <coughs> excuse me, Chris tells her daddy about it. Like, you know, we had a thing. And the daddy is like, immediately, no. Hell no. Like, I guess feeling like the mama, like, girl, you ain't nothing but another notching his belt like he ain't gonna take you serious look at you but that's the part that pissed me off i'm like this your own daughter who you swear up and down is your world you love her so much and immediately when she told you that she was sleeping with your boss you was like girl basically telling his own daughter she ain't good enough like you are beneath him. You another notch in his belt. Like, leave that alone. You better not sleep with that man again. Just all this whoop de whoop de whoop de whoop de whoop. And it's like, God damn. So she's like, you know, whatever. But after that, she leaves the house because her and her dad live together. Um, She leaves the house and goes to Travis's house because she misses him. And so when she gets up to the gate, that nigga so petty. I found this part hilarious. She get up to that nigga gate. He tells her only compatible people can come in. So I say, man, oh, when a nigga want to be petty, he is petty. And she's and so she don't say nothing. And he repeats it. He was like, I said, she's like, all right, nigga, one day. You can get one fucking day. Quit whining and open this damn gate. Which he does. And when she gets inside, like he gets her out of her her clothes because it's pouring down raining and has her sit in the kitchen with him while he's cooking and this is when she discovers like you know 
you never really wanted to be an architect, did you? Because that's what the family does. That makes them so much money. Uh, because he is thriving in that kitchen. She's like, you wanted to be a chef. And he's like, yeah, but obviously I couldn't do that. Not in this family, which sucks. Because when you make money like that, I feel like you... I know how people feel about the Smith family, but like Will and Jada, when you, and they're not billionaires, but they have a lot of money, you just let your kids do what they want. Like, they don't have to be a part of the family business if they don't want to. They can literally do their own thing, which they do. So, um, then they had the conversation because he's like, you know, what made what makes you think that we're not compatible? And so she runs down the hall. Also, the way people, and I get it, in other circumstances, I don't know. I feel like it's a double-edged sword to me. But she is 27 and he is 40. Yes, that is a 13-year age gap. And it's like, Depending on how you move the numbers, it, it is a wide gap. But I feel like the way they talked, the way they had conversations, and how they vibe with each other, that number did not matter. But it's like, that was a huge thing. Like, you're 27 and he's 40? I'm like, damn, is a nigga 70? Like, it ain't that big of a gap. But anyway... So uh, then she's, of course, it goes back to the money. It's like, I just got out of college. I have all this debt. I have credit card debt. I'm working at this place. Like, I just don't see how I fit into your world. And so he tells her, you know, thank you for telling me that. I appreciate you being honest. This nigga leaves out the kitchen and comes back with his laptop and tells her to sign into like her what is it called it wasn't sally mate but something like that like sign in and let me see how much your debt is and she's like see that was another thing too it's like although you have so much money i'm not with you for this money so don't start throwing this money around um and so she's like no that's not what i that's not what i told you that information for i just wanted you to understand more and he's like log into the motherfucking account and let me see and so she logs in and puts her hand like over the number because of course to people like us i'm putting me and her together it's like it breaks your heart to see that number because you you never gonna pay that money off and he moves it moves her hand to the side like okay and like his card information pops up and she's like you know trying to protest like and with the click of a button her student debt is gone and she can't believe it so then he like pull up all your credit cards and she's like no you did more than i can ever he's like man i'm not we're not having this conversation and so in like an hour and a half she's debt free because he just went through paying all of it and she's like, you know, I don't know how I can thank you. Thank you so much. And he's like, you know, come on, let's let's go to bed. And, you know, of course, whenever they have sex, the sex is incredible. That's not the problem. It's the outside 
world that's the problem. How the saying go? It's like the bedroom is not the problem. It's when you have to put your feet on the ground and get out of the bed. It's where, you know, like the real hard work and real things start. So um, after that, oh, yeah. So after that, um, you know, he feeling good. He feeling great. He in a meeting with uh, his brother, Travis, like at work. Anyway, Chris and her daddy bust in because her daddy is dragging her by the arm making a fool out of her telling him like i told you you want nothing but a notch and his thousand dollar bill you know in this right now just making a whole spectacle and travis looks at her and he could see like she's embarrassed she's like her eyes are apologetic like i'm so sorry i I didn't expect him to do this, you know, like I'm not trying to cause the scene or nothing like that. And um then he ooh. Now this part I didn't like because he was upset about how the daddy was talking to him and then talking about her. So he started talking crazy. He's like, you know, actually the belt is three thousand dollars and he says some most slick shit, but the most hurtful thing was, you know, don't you have a mop and bucket to get back to? And so, even though her daddy is acting a fool, Chris looked at him like, hold the fuck up now. I, I understand he's doing the most, but watch how you talking about my daddy. Which, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know how I feel in that moment. Because if my daddy just called me a hoe, would I turn around and defend? Yes, I would, because I love my dad. But I'm just trying to think like another person like, nigga, you really just called me a hoe in front of all these people and you making a scene. So the fact that he told you to get back to your mop and bucket, but yeah, both of them like, oh. But the daddy punched Travis in the face. And then security, you know, like pulls him out and Chris just walks away because she can't believe that he said that to her daddy. And so Travis comes back like, you know, I fired him. I'm Trevor. Trevor comes back like, you know, I fired him. And Travis is like, man, what you do that for? You ain't have to fire him. So now he feels like, damn, now I really ain't going to get my bitch back. Like, uh, I'm sorry, my girl back. Because, of course, after that, she's not talking to him. Like, see, that's why I ain't want to get with no rich nigga. Because I know that's how you feel on the low. You might act like you nice out in public, but you looking down your nose at us so uh she changed her work schedule because she usually work at the club at night she started working towards in i mean in the day which messes with her money because you know like people don't come to the club in the middle of the day like that for real but um one day he goes to talk to the daddy like I'm sorry, but I really like your daughter. I'm in love with her. Like, it's not what you think it is. And he gives him, like, a nice little lump sum plus his job back. And the daddy was, like, either sitting at the table cleaning his gun. Yeah, he was sitting at the table cleaning his gun while they was having that conversation. He just looking at him like, you hurt my daughter. Basically, I'm going to kill you, which, being a daddy, of course. So, uh... Then once again, she's at that restaurant talking to 
Lauren. And she's like, you know, I just don't think that I could get back with him because why would you say that to my daddy? So then who she recognizes to be Travis's driver walks up to her like, hey, how you doing? She's like, tell your boss I'm not going nowhere near him. And the man is like, he's in, like basically kept talking like she ain't saying shit. Like he has instructed me to come get you. Um, and if you refuse, I'm to put you over my shoulder. And she's like, I'm not doing that bullshit. And once again, she is hoisted up over somebody's shoulder. And he brings her to the back of the car. And Travis, they have sex in the back of the car. He's like, oh, I miss you so much, my love. Like... I'm so sorry. Like, I gave your daddy this, this, and this. Like, please, <laughs> baby, please. Which was so funny because it's also like, nigga, how you gonna try to act like you feel played? Like, you didn't say that shit to her daddy because it was like one point where um he was he thought like she had used him to pay off all her debt. Now he won't talk to her. It's like, nigga. Don't skip over the part where you told her daddy to get back to the mop and bucket. It ain't like she just stopped talking to you right after you paid all her bills. Um, but anyway, so they back on the up and up. And she finds out that she's pregnant. And so she like has this whole little setup where he comes home one day and she tells him to look in the oven. It's a bun in the oven. So he pulls it out and he's like, why do you have a bun in the oven? And she says, say what you say, but slower. So this nigga actually goes, why do you have a bun in the oven? And she's just staring at him like, it's not clicking. And so he's looking at her because he's like, "Is?" and then he asks her, he's like, is this your way of telling me that you're pregnant? And he's like, I, baby, I knew that already. Like, you're not telling me nothing. And so she feeling kind of stuck on stupid because it's like, damn, I thought I was making an announcement. I thought I was being cute, which I kind of felt her because I'm like, if I'm trying to be cute, like, you can't just go along with it. Looking at me like I'm stupid, like, nigga, damn. But anyway, um, so she's pregnant. She's having a baby. And she's like, you know, don't you think it's too soon? What um, what is your mother gonna say? She's probably gonna think I trapped you, which oof. Just the thought of it, like being in a relationship where you don't get along with a parent, I've already expressed how I feel. I wouldn't be able to do it because I I value family too much. It's like when we get together and we having a good time, like that's family. Like it's a good time to come together every time. And it's just like, oh, here this bitch go. I'm so tired. Like nobody wants that. I'm not living my life stressful like that for the rest of my life. Um. So anyway, it's like her birthday comes up. So on her birthday, he proposes to her. So she got the ring. She got a baby. Mama is set honey and so <laughs> russ had me cracking up because it's like we really don't hear too much from russ but uh russ was like oh girl we made it <laughs> like <laughs> you being married to a billionaire said us all up and Lord was like please shut up just please shut up but anyway so yes i hope you guys enjoyed the episode and i'll see you back next week